Father, we thank you today. Just want to say thank you. Thank you for who you are. Before whatever you've done, just thank you for who you are. Your nature, you are love. Your character, you are holy. You are pure, blameless, faultless, perfect, excellent, the best, whole, light, love, grace, mercy, patient, kind, so gentle. You believe all things. You hope all things. You've endured all things for us. You are the father of father, the leader of leaders, the mother of mothers. You are the alpha, the omega. You are the beginning, the middle, and the end. You will always be, and you always have been. And today, Lord, we stand in awe of what I just said about who you are. May the reverence of God captivate our heart and our mind. May we be captivated by just your very being. Not because you saved us, not because you love us, not because you've given to us, but just because you are. May we fall in love with who you are. And may relationship with you be the key foundation to which our lives are built upon. May we be seekers of relationship before we are ever seekers of function. May our function be defined by our relationship and not the other way around. And I pray today that we would fall in love again head over heels in a revelation of the love that you have for us, your very self. And so I just want to say thank you. Amen. Grab a seat, guys. Thanks, music team. It's interesting... um, what God is saying over the last four weeks. It's always interesting what he wants to say. But if you've, this is your first time with us today or you're back from holiday, I hope you had a good time. And, um, but from the 1st of January, God has been speaking very clearly a theme. And the theme is being born again having a spirit life and living from and walking from the spirit. Not the flesh, not your human condition, but being able to live from the spirit, walk in the spirit, see in the spirit, hear in the spirit, receive from the spirit. Dimension. Okay, so this is the theme that I want to build on today. And so I spoke on the first about this year being a year, a continuous process of walking and living in the Spirit. 
is that Jesus came to build a people that walk in the manner that he walked. So that means we're able to love like Christ loved, which is a love that's patient, kind, gentle, long-suffering, hopes, believes, endures all things for the sake of God and one another. So that's what God's looking for, a church that is able to demonstrate that realm, that reality. Why? Because the church lives in and walks in and receives from the Spirit. You see, the church that lives in and walks from and receives from the world can't live that out because we're not eating from the right place. We're not eating the right food. So let me give you a physical imagery. If you want to lose weight and you continue to feed on the food you've always eaten, you won't lose weight. But as soon as you change your diet and start eating the right food and cut out the certain foods that are putting weight on, you will change. Correct? It's exactly the same in the spirit. If you want to walk and live in the spirit and come into the life that Jesus commands of us and promises us, you have to eat, hear, receive from that realm. He said, I am the bread of life. And so if you eat of me, drink of me, you will have an abundance of life in yourself, which means you'll be able to live like me. That's the invitation when he said, come follow me, that he was putting out to his disciples, not just come follow me and let's go try and find some lost people to save. He says, come follow me and I want to give you my life so you can live as I did and glorify the Father as your number one priority in your life while you're on earth. That's clear? What an invitation, eh? That you and I, it's fully possible to live as Jesus lived, walk as Jesus did, while you breathe. Because as we know, Jesus was, did all what he did as a man. So there's no excuse, oh yeah, but he's Jesus, he was God. Yes, he's Jesus. Yes, he's God. But everything Jesus accomplished was as a man. So he had to be made in the likeness of his brethren to prove to us what's possible for you and I as a man. So you and I have been invited into a supernatural realm and reality. It's called the kingdom of God. But you must be born of the spirit of God to enter into it, to then start living from it, to receive from it. Otherwise, you will continue to live from the spirit of the world and get nowhere. And like Sandra painted beautifully last week, you'll be like the mouse who's going round and round and round and round and is contained in a box, wondering why you're not like the stag that lives in the open fields. You tracking with me? Is that clear? Okay, so do you want to be the human who lives in the box, who's contained, who was born and created to be like the human who stands on the mountaintops and lives in freedom? Because we've all been created and chosen and called to be like the man who stands on the mountaintop who's in absolute freedom. See, what I saw by those pictures, if you weren't here, as I said, there was a picture of a mouse contained and a picture of a stag. I saw two people, not two animals. I saw a person who's been called 
but they are contained in a box because their operating system, and that's what I want to talk about today, how do you live this kingdom life out? Your operating system, the thing that drives you, your learning system is inaccurate. So your life is contained in a box because your operating system, your mode of being, how you receive is incorrect. So today I run the risk of offense. My heart is not to offend you. My heart is to teach you the ways of God. But the ways of God are in opposition to the ways of man. And so this is where we get to see if we have pride in our heart or humility, because if we're trying to live out the ways of man as God's children, you won't receive the life of God. You have to live God's operating system out and come into it if you want the life of Christ. Is that clear? So really, I saw two people. I saw two followers. Unfortunately, this person is a son who lives as a slave. So you're called for sonship, you've had the seed of sonship, but actually you live as a slave, which is an orphan. So you never think you have enough. You protect yourself, you insulate yourself, trying to think somehow, if I protect my little world and myself, I'm going to find life. But you never do because you're someone who's caged. Even though Jesus has come to set you free, the reality is you live in a cage, You're bound up by you and your thinking and your ways and your insecurity. And Jesus came to set us free from all that so that you can live on the top of a hilltop looking out going, I'm in so much freedom that I scream freedom, I scream love, I glorify the Father. And in the freedom that God gives me, I know how to walk that out responsibly, that I come into the fullness of life that's been promised And so I walk in the Spirit, and I walk out the born-again life. The Bible says you and I are a new creation in Christ, yes? The old has gone, the new has come. So the old has gone. Some of you need to hear, the old has gone. We know our old more than we know our new. And we live from our old more than we know we live from our new. Because we don't realize the old has gone. From his eyes to yours, he sees you as a born-again, full follower. So you and I have to come into the revelation of that reality that God says we are. Because it's written, he says, you are blameless. But I look at my life and I go, but Lord, I still do A, B, C. So then I say to my reality, you're not blameless, Greg. And now I create another conclusion to the one God says who I am. And then I believe my conclusion over God's conclusion. I live out my conclusion. God's like going, what are you doing? Well, Lord, this is who I am. This, 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 this. He goes, no, you're not. You are this, 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 this. I go, no, I'm not. I am this, 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 this. Did you not see what I did last week? No, what? Because you repented from it. What? What? No. Completely forgotten. What are you talking about, son? You know, that, 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 no, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> How good is he? That's a love that is always edifying, always lifting, never looks in the lack, always sees the positive, always sees the full. God doesn't even know what lack is. God has no reference for lack because he's the God of abundance. So he's the only one that started in his position along with Adam and Eve. 
Then Adam and Eve fell and messed it all up for you and I. But God said, okay, man messed it up, but God fixes it. So God brings man back through the power of this thing called the Holy Spirit and the power of God to buy you life, that you would be born from the dead state into the new state. For you once were dead, but now you're alive. There's too many followers, guys, living as dead people, not living people, because we don't realize the ways of God and our operating system is still fleshly, which the Bible says is from the kingdom of darkness in James. And this is why we go, why aren't I experiencing this life? And it's because our operating system is wrong. And that's what I want to look at today. But as Danny spoke on the 8th of January, you have to have ears to hear. Otherwise, you won't hear what's being declared, or you'll hear it only mentally and walk out and continue to live the same way because you're operating from the same system. Today, if what I put up on this whiteboard, you identify yourself as living from the world's operating system, I pray that that would be apprehended by the Spirit and you. I pray that you will have humility in your heart to go, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but you'll do this before you and him. That is me. And that is the greatest thing you can do to acknowledge because then he can fix it. If you don't acknowledge where you're at and deny it, then there's no fixing that God can do because you're saying, I'm okay, Jack. I don't need it. There's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in death, which is ultimately spiritual death. And then you look at other people that have gone through the process of repentance that have come in and you always go, I wish I was like that. Wish I... No, no, this is for you. Because yeah. his father died for you. That you and I would live from his kingdom, born again, life. Is that cool? Okay, here we go. So come with me to Galatians 4, 4 to 7. See, the evidence of being born again is you have a taste for the born again life. Okay? So if you're asking yourself, well, have, am I actually born again? And that's a good question to ask because we need to be born again to see and enter in. Okay? So the evidence that you would be looking for if you've been born again is you have a new taste, you've had a new taste. At some point in your life, there's a taste that's come in you that tastes and longs for the spirit food. So you have a reference for the flesh because we're all born fleshly, aren't we? We're all born, we're not born of the spirit, we're born of the flesh. So all we know is the flesh, the world's ways. And Jesus comes along and he introduces, someone introduces, he introduces, he draws us to himself. And so his spirit, his power has to come into us. And all of a sudden, because you can't save yourself, can you? Just like no one brought you into the world. You didn't bring yourself into the world, sorry. Your mum did. So you can't bring yourself into the kingdom of God. God has to. 
So he sends his spirit, we're going to look at, and it comes in power. Not your power, because you can't earn it or do anything. You just have to receive it, which is a key word you need to hear today. And so this power, there's this supernatural interaction between heaven and you. And it comes in, and something happens. Now, it doesn't matter if it's this massive happening, but there needs to be a happening. There needs to be, even if it's in the smallest measure, something of an interaction between heaven and you in the deepest, in the most being of who you are, which is your spirit. Then your spirit gets born again, because it's dead, remember? So there's life, new life from heaven comes in, and you recognize, I have a taste for a new food. I have a reference for my old life. I now have a reference for my new life. Can I just say this, and this is out of love and as a shepherd, if you don't have a taste for the new life, you're probably not born again. And God would love to. To have you be born again because it's why he has come and died and rose again. So there is reference points for being born again. There is a reference point because otherwise, how do you know if you're born again or not? But you can't you can't be born again by yourself. So you don't have any reference point for what being born again is. And something comes into you that you realize. Something just happened, and now I've got a new food source in me. I've got a thirst and a hunger that I never had. Why do I not want to? Why do I want to be part of a church? Why do I want to love God? Why do I want to give? Why do I want to lay down my life? Because something has happened to you. Something's happened in you that wasn't you. And then you know I have been born of the Spirit. I have been born again, like I never was born. So you were born dead. So really, you are born for the first time. Hallelujah. I was born for the first time at 29. Not in 1969, but in 1997, at 10am in my workplace on a Monday morning. See, I remember the reference because I know and remember when the transition and the transaction of heaven happened to earth and then I entered into, not because I took a step forward, because he entered into me, which means I entered into him. And now I started to understand what it means to live as a born-again Christian. Not a whack-out job. Not that, Okay. <laughs> That is not born again of the Spirit. That is the flesh trying to manifest being born again. Spirit and truth brings alignment, correction, order. Not this freaked out person that says, I'm full of the Spirit. Now that's not Spirit. That's your flesh. Okay? Too much of that goes on, which freaks the church out and a world and goes, and yes, God brings alignment. Now, hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying that supernatural don't things, things don't happen. I'm not saying that. But they're still alignment. They're not whacked out and weird when they're of Him. So, lying naked for 300 and something days in God is not weird. And if you're in the spirit, you know that's not weird. 
So you, we, have to, we have to know him, don't we? To be able to truly discern what's of him and what's not. Okay? So Galatians 4, listen to these words. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem. Who? He might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive, receive, okay, this is a key word. This is going to rattle some cages today. You have to receive. When you see the opposite, you'll know why. That we might receive the adoption as sons. So you've got to receive it. You receive it through his power, not through your ability, not through your intellect, not through your strength, nothing you can do. See, you have to realize you turn up to the table with nothing. You come to this deal bringing your rubbish. You have nothing of offer that you bring to the deal. <laughs> Is that hard to hear? See, we value ourselves. I'm a good person. I've got so much that you need God. And God says, really? You don't know your true state. You're filthy rags. So you need to know your true state because your true state births humility and your absolute need for God. So you come to God in a state of brokenness and repentance, not pride and arrogance. One receives, one doesn't. That's massive. And this is a simple but deep, profound truth of what I just said. But it's a living reality that the church must enter into and come to if you really want to come to the fullness because you'll fight with him. You'll actually be battling with God and never realize it because your flesh will battle with the spirit. But the Bible says the flesh and the spirit are in an absolute opposition. They are polar set apart. It's interesting, isn't it? And so God sent forth his spirit of his son into where? Our hearts. See how helpless and useless we are to get ourselves into the kingdom? So God has to send his son, the spirit that was on his son, God has to send it to be into our hearts. And listen, then who cries Abba Father? No, the spirit that's sent into you cries Abba Father. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So the spirit of God enters into you and it cries, Abba, Father, which means you get born again, which means now you cry, Abba, Father. But you can't cry, Abba, Father, until the spirit of God comes into you and you get born again. You cry, Abba, Greg. (laughs) Beautiful, isn't it? See, none of that is in my ability. And I have to come helpless, dependent, in humility, broken. David realized this, guys. He said, you don't want offerings. You don't want sacrifices. Oh, man, I've missed it. What you come, what you look for is a what? A broken and contrite heart spirit. 
Someone who realizes the magnitude of who I am and who they're not and don't come with this bold, bullshit, I'm this and I'm that and God, you're getting such a great deal when you got this cat. <laughs> then you realize, God, six foot four, 105 kilos, building on muscle, got a good intellect, good at football, wanted to play professional. What are you laughing for, Kirsten? <laughs> Possibly trials on England, all that stuff. You got a cat when you got this guy, man. Woo! They are all lucky when I walk in the door. My wife's lucky she got this cat, man. Woo! Don't know why it took her so long to realize it because, man, first off the ranking when she got this, just ignore the hair, making baldness look good. Come on, everybody with a bald head said. Come on. Sign of maturity, eh, Mark? This, the grey hair. Yeah. So what do you want with me, Lord? What are you going to do? Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Not a lot, son. See, you come on your face. You come. And I don't mean, hear me, I'm not saying you have to go have a life of drugs, you have to like, but something in the spirit has to break. The spirit of pride that's in you and I has to break. So you come to the Father in humility of heart and he goes, now you're ready. Just like I am with my children when I release something to them. If they come and they're all like, well, give me the thing anyway. And your behavior, your approach is all wrong. Your behavior is completely out of order for the house of the sinners. And you want to be rewarded now? So wisdom would say don't reward, does it? Because you reward behavior that teaches the child that if they behave badly, they get rewarded. Isn't that stupidity? So the father's no any different. If you approach him, you won't receive because you're not coming the right way. So it, it would be contrary to his nature to release what he wants because it's contrary to who he is. He has to be who he is. That's what's so beautiful about him because if God's not who he is, I can't trust him. That's why you've got to model it to your kids the way, otherwise they won't trust you. If you bend over to please them, you're teaching them the wrong thing. Well, God's the same. If he changes, then he's not the Alpha and the Omega. He's a liar and he cannot not be him. So he says this, guys, please, I beg you, I lay my life down, I urge you, I give you everything you need to live the born-again life. Please live it because at a judgment seat, I'm going to have to judge you rightly. I can't flick you a favor at the judgment seat because I have to judge you because I am holy, pure, good, righteous. I can't change my mind. So I'm giving you an opportunity now so I can judge you accordingly to who I am and release you into the millennial reign. It's awesome. <laughs> and he says, I want to give you my spirit that you can be born again as a son. Thank you, Father. It continues. Therefore, listen, someone needs to hear this. You are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Not an heir, 
an ear. So right now, we are to be living as ears because we are sons of the kingdom. Because I got born again. I'm growing and maturing as a born-again son because I've learnt the operating system of heaven. Do you know the operating system of heaven? Or the operating system of a son? Do you know the operating system of Jesus Christ? Do you know how Jesus Christ lived his life? Because unless you know the ways of the Father, you will not live the life of the Father. That's simple, isn't it? Does that make perfect sense? You have to follow the blueprint. And there is a blueprint. You can't make it up. We try. You can't if you want the life. You have to ask yourself, am I in the life that he promises? And that will give you an indication of what blueprint you are living to. It's not rocket science. One and one equals two. Jesus promises you a reality. Okay? We need to hear this. He promises you and I a reality. Is Jesus a liar? So he promises you a life. Okay? And so what I want to give you, I want to give you the way, and there's only one way. Okay? You don't get your opinion to go, well, no, I think it's this, and I think it's this. You, there's one way. And I stand before you today, and, and I tell you with all confidence in Christ that I know the way. And I'm about to tell you, because I'm in the life of the way. And the Father revealed the way to me. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. But I'm telling you, as your apostolic father, this is the way if you want to live out the life today. Okay? I hope you're still going to hear me. This is the kingdom of God way. Way of the Spirit. Okay? Light. What's the opposite to the kingdom of God? Kingdom of darkness. Flesh. And it's dark, like it says. This is sons. This is slaves. They are sons by the blood of the Lamb, but they live their life as slaves. Okay? So the first one, and I've taught this before, but the Holy Spirit told me to teach it again. Revelation receiving by his power. This one is human learning. Okay. Come with me to Galatians 1, 11 to 16. And I was going to try and speak for 35 minutes today. And I'm at 28. <laughs> Might get one out. 
Okay. Galatians 1, 11 to 16. Here's my question. How do you think Saul became Paul? You need to keep that or write that down. How did Saul become Paul? Did Saul become Paul through human learning? Or through revelation by receiving the word of God by the power of God? So this is the number one key. And this is where it all goes wrong. Because we try in our ability, in our intellect, in our mind to learn through our human ability, God. And Paul is the perfect picture for you and I to recognize the flesh way or the spirit way. Okay? So he, Paul, tells you because he loves you because he has a reference for his old life and his new life. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it, the word received now has been mentioned twice, through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Can you reveal the word of God to anyone else? Do you have that power? No. So the revelation that you have has to have come from heaven. Because flesh and blood cannot reveal the Messiah or anything of the kingdom of God to itself. So like I said, you and I are completely and utterly helpless to know God. Unless God, the Spirit of God, comes into your heart and the Holy Spirit starts to teach you all things about God. We're, we're completely helpless. We're wrecked. Do you, do you understand how that, that is? I hope you do because people don't. So they go on this journey of trying to humanly learn. And they wonder why they're not in life. So this truth that I'm hearing has to be apprehended to you today if you're living. You've got to get arrested by what I'm saying, by the power. And I pray the Holy Spirit will arrest your mind and your heart and spin you 180 degrees. So you leave here going like that. And it puts you back in alignment that you would now start coming into what he would want for you as a loving father. And Paul is screaming this. Why? Because he has a reference for Saul. Okay? That's why he's the one that said, imitate me as I imitate God, because I was like it. I know it. And the father came and arrested me on the road to Damascus and had to break my spirit of pride down by blinding me. Then he had to send me another man called Ananias who laid his hands on me. Then I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I received the spirit of sonship and my eyes were opened for the first time in the man's life opened. And he started as a born again follower. Up until that point, he was someone who believed he was honoring God. He was someone who believed he was living the right way. But he was so far back to front, it wasn't funny. But he believed, he believed he was right. And he had no idea how wrong he was because all his learning had been human. Listen, for you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism. Okay? 
Come with me to Math. Uh, no, we need to go to Acts 22, I think it is. Yes, Acts 22, verses 3. Acts 22, verses 3. Is this okay? You still with me? You like me? Oh, I. You might not after I tell you this. <laughs> it's all right, but I'm going to love on you. Okay, Acts 22, 3. This is Paul. I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, hear the key words, educated under Gamaliel. I'm educated under a man who was educated under a man. So if you're educated in the right way, why are you living the wrong way? Does that make sense? If you are educated in the truth, how come you're not living out the truth? I don't know. I'm a simple guy. That makes no sense to me. That's like saying one and one equals four, and you try and buy it on someone who knows one and one equals one. That would be like me trying to tell Joe, her name's not Joe Hughes, it's Gray Smith. And Joe's going, you're an idiot. I'm Joe Hughes, and I know I'm Joe Hughes. So it's so simple. If the man was educated correctly, why is he Saul? Because he wasn't. And we really struggle to get this. Because it's got to be revealed to you. And your mind's going, oh, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Don't let your mind, let your spirit receive it. I guarantee you this. Your mind's going to really struggle. And in fact, it won't unless the Holy Spirit reveals it right now to you. You're trying to understand. If you haven't got a revealed position of what I'm saying, you're trying to understand it in your flesh. You're actually doing this right now. Okay? You need to let your spirit receive what's being said and maybe let your mind catch up. Ooh, ooh, now you're talking. Greg, are you not a mind guy? I'm a mind guy. I'm a mind of Christ guy. But what I know is that the mind has to be renewed by the power of the Spirit to understand God. And if that ain't happening, then you've got an unrenewed mind trying to understand a renewed position, and they don't go hand in hand. They're in opposition to one another. And right now, if you're listening, that you're in opposition to what I'm saying, and yet we're supposed to be one as the body of Christ. You still love me? And I say all this out of love to help the church become the church that Jesus wants her to become. That is my motivation in my heart, is so we can become. Because if we are going the wrong way, we need to be apprehended, don't we? If you were going the wrong way, would you want to know? Now that's easy to say, not so hard to live out when it comes knocking on your door. And the pressure comes like this. Hey Graham, do you realise that you're living the wrong way? I've come today to help you see that the way some of you think is not correct. Can we talk? Beautiful. Who do you think you are? I'm a nobody, but I'm somebody who's come by the Father sent to help. Because I can see, and I say it out of humility, to help you, not to harm you, to help you because I'm for you. Can we eat together and learn together? 
I hope we will say yes as we journey and continue to say yes because probably we're all going to have a knock on our door at some point, okay? Because no one has arrived, have we? All right? So we're seeing this happen. He's educated under a man. Come with me to Matthew 16, 17. Now, this is the beautiful illustration of Peter having his spirit renewed to who Christ actually is by the Father. And we use this all the time. Who do the people say I am? Who do they say I am? There's a whole lot of opinions. And then Jesus turns around and says to Peter, who do you say I am? Okay? So Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Flesh and blood is the agency of man. So I can speak and you can speak, reveal truth, but what I can't do is reveal that within you. So a person can speak from a revealed place because they've been with the Father. The Father has revealed in them himself and his ways and they can declare that to a group of people in the hope that the group of people can hear what the Spirit is saying through the man or the woman, receive it by the power of God into them so a work is performed in them of change which enables you now to live more like a son from heaven, no longer a slave, yes? Okay, so, but the agency of man cannot do that. So Saul was studying under the agency of man. He was learning the law under the agency of the world. So when it was required, he couldn't live out the requirement of someone who would truly be studying under heaven and live it out. He was living in the opposite way because his operating system was all screwed up. But the man was called to be a son before he ever entered into his mother's womb. So Galatians 1.15 says, When Jesus Christ came into me, bingo, the lights went on. But I was called to be that son before I ever was born. So he starts his life in the flesh as Saul, like you and I do, Greg of flesh. I wish I'd got a new name for this illustration because if I said I'm Brian now, you'd all go, yeah. <laughs> so he's Saul and he takes on his Roman name, Paul. It would be like, I was Greg, I don't know, now I'm Gregory. Or now I'm GJ, Gregory James. And that would really help the illustration, but I'm still Greg. <laughs> but I'm a born again Greg who now receives under the born-again operating system, which means I have to receive anything and everything by the power of revelation by the Holy Spirit. I can't no longer learn the way I used to learn as Greg, not Gregory. If I do, I will not eat or partake of the life of Christ. And I will wonder why I am stuck in the box, spinning the wheel, going nowhere. I'm actually going somewhere, I'm killing myself, I'm getting frustrated, disillusioned, exhausted, 
And that ends in death because the way has been revealed to me. It's wrong. Is that clear? And Paul got this not because he was smart. He was actually really dumb. Wouldn't you say someone who thinks they're living for God and is killing the church isn't quite as smart as what they think? The man might have had the highest IQ on the planet in the day because he says, I'm studying, I'm going beyond my counterparts. So I'm going beyond them in the education, what? Of Judaism. The very thing it started in, yet he was never in it. So when Jesus turned up, John 5, 39 to 40, he says, you guys, you're my people. And you search the scriptures through the operating system of man. But when I turn up in front of you, when I'm the living word in the flesh, and I stand in front of you, and I speak, you look at me like I'm weird. Because you search the scriptures in the hope of finding me, yet the loving reality comes right in front of you and starts to speak. And the mind, the operating system goes, And then he says, and you are unwilling to come to me. You're unwilling. You're making a choice. You are choosing not to come to me. Why? Because what you're looking at doesn't make sense to your mindset. What stands in front of you and is speaking to you does not add up with your understanding. Whoa. See where the heart of man is tested? Every time what I'm talking about happens, your heart is being tested to see what's truly in it and how much the true work of God has happened in your heart and your mind. And if you respond out of the flesh, that is the evidence there's a big work that still needs to be done. And if you respond out of the Spirit, then it's showing you the evidence of the work that's happened. You have to hear what I'm saying. Otherwise, you won't come into this. You will be a person as a follower who's trapped in a box. And you will just do this round your box, but within the box. And I'm trying to help you today. I'm trying to help you see possibly your operating system. That's my heart. It was Paul's heart after he realized he was going the wrong way. I was. I was going the wrong way seven years ago in leading this church. The father came, you know this, it's in my book, and started to speak. And Greg, Greg, you know me because I revealed myself in you and to you in 1997. But son, what you haven't had is the understanding of my ways. The way you thought that I built my people called the church, the way I, I Jesus, built, Jesus, J means Jesus, was wrong. I had a wrong operating system. That was a great day that he came and told me I had it wrong, and it was an even greater day when he revealed me the way. Then all this life came. Freedom. 
being set free of the responsibility that man and I had put on myself, that my role was to motivate you guys. That it was on my face to get you out of this church and reaching a lost world. When God set me free of the responsibility that I had and the church had, because I realized the church wasn't in the way as well, the church I come into wasn't. Sure, we love God, know God, but the way in which the Father builds... Because I realized I was part of a movement of people that were not in rest, running around, always doing, always doing, always doing, always doing. I was always doing, always doing, always doing. Functionally led and not seeing fruit. I'd read and go, well, this is your conclusion. And then I'd look at the church and go, well, that conclusion is different to that conclusion. Jesus said that you came to bring rest, but I see people of stress. There's something wrong, God, with the picture. He said, yeah, I know. It's the way in which the church operates. You see, Jesus said, would you learn from me? Would you come and learn from me? I'm God. Hello? You're so lost, I had to come down. Heaven was bankrupt when God left. And he brought abundance to earth that was bankrupt. So he says, please, would you learn, Greg? Would you let go of you? And I get how hard that is. Who's hanging on to yourself? Do you know what you're doing? You are killing yourself. You think you're going to find life. Please, here, you're not. You are committing suicide. And you don't even know it. You are taking drugs, crack, cocaine, going, it's going to bring life, and you're killing yourself. You might as well get a knife out and do this. Okay, don't do that. (laughs) But in the spirit, that's exactly what you're doing. And unless someone comes and tells you, you will continue to do it. Oh, this is good in life. It's great. You see, you'll have a form of godliness, but you'll lack power. That's why it's all there for us, guys, so we can identify and go, you know what, I was born for this. This is how I want to live. So then I must learn the Father's ways. Isaiah goes, you don't have my thoughts, you don't have my ways, but you can know them. And I'm only going to get through one thing, and I'm speaking next week, which will be cool. Listen what Smith Wiggleworth said. Anyone heard of Smith Wiggleworth? Paul loves him because he was a plumber. He was a man from Yorkshire. He talked like that. He was from Yorkshire. They play cricket in Yorkshire. (laughs) They're also full of the power of God in Yorkshire. Born in 1800 and something to a poor family. But that man had an encounter with the Lord. And that man said this, because he had a reference, see? I'm struggling to put my Yorkshire accent on. It's through the the entrance of his everlasting word, this incorruptible seed that we are born again and come into this wonderful salvation. So the first operating system that needs to be alive and that needs to be smashed, this... Human learning has to go. 
Receiving revelation by his power is the way. There is only one way. Okay? And I'm not saying that we're not all our different personality types. I'm not talking about nothing like that. Because people, oh, what about diversity? Yep. There's in, diverse, in oneness, there's incredible diversity. But outside of oneness, it's called conformity. It's everyone trying to get their own way. Doesn't work. So this is the way, the only way. If you're taking notes, write this down in big bold letters. The only way. So if it is not your way at the moment, can you please stop your way? Acknowledge, repent, turn to receive the way. And then continue to live that out. Don't go back. Don't be like a Galatian who got saved and went back under the old way. Once again, he's screaming, hello. Live in the way, the only way, your whole life, and you will receive, walk in and out the fruit of the Spirit, and you will be a resource for this earth and the Father, and you will glorify the Father, and the glory of God will come in you and through you to a lost world. And the will of God will be done and proven in your life. Romans 12, 1 and 2. So you don't ask what the will of God is. He reveals it. And you live it. So you go this. Father, show me what your will is. We say this. What's your will for my life? No, Father, what's your will? He is the author of the story. He is finishes rights. We're the characters that live out his story. Not my story and his story. There's too much of this in the body of Christ. It's like, what's my individual story in your no no? What's your story? And then you'll tell me my part in your story. And it's connected to the whole. You see, mine and Shirley's story are interconnected. It's not, you find your story, I find my story. I hope you can hear what I'm saying. Okay? There are individual assignments in the body of Christ. I'm called to be an apostle, and I have a specific function that operates as an apostle. Surely, Shirley, sorry, Shirley, Shirley, let's say might not be. Okay? Shirley has a different gift. But the two gifts come together and make a body. It ain't this mutated body. Can I be honest with you? That's what I see when I see the church today. I see this. So we have one leg, two feet, some toes, and a torso. But the arm's gone somewhere else trying to build its own thing, and the leg's gone that way, and the ear's gone that way, and all in the name of Jesus, of course. Why? Human learning. Human learning. Saul, human learning, under the agency of human learning, killed the church. Paul, under the agency of heaven, through receiving the Father, his living word, laid his life down for the church, glorified the Father. Which one are you operating from this morning? It'll change your world, it'll change your life, and it's supposed to. Next week, I'll unpack more. Father, I thank you for what you are teaching us, what you're saying, 
And I pray that we will hear like the Thessalonians heard. 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 and 14. Men and women who heard your word through a man, through a woman. There's been four speakers, Father, speaking each week. Agencies of you, your sons, speaking your word, your way to your church. And I pray that we would have ears to hear the frequency of heaven. And if we are operating from our own learning, Father, I pray right now the Holy Spirit would just smash that. I pray it would apprehend it, put it in in handcuffs and send it back to where it's come from, the kingdom of darkness that James describes. And that we would walk in the wisdom of the kingdom of the word, God, and live as your sons born again, born with a price, born to live out the way, the truth, and the life, submitted and surrendered under you, and you promise it. So we're going after it in Jesus' name. Amen.